Welcome to Bracket U, a college basketball bracket podcast brought to you by Delphi Bracketology. This is our third episode of the season, and we're beginning our eighth year of bracketology work and want to bring weekly updates to those of you who want to know where their favorite team stands in regards to the NCAA tournament. This podcast is for all you junkies out there who have March Madness all season long. Uh, We're able to create a lot of this new content thanks to sponsorships like that of Coca-Cola Bottling of Kokomo and other generous donations of our followers. Special thanks to Bob Thompson for creating our intro music uh, and to Jared Morris of the Assembly Call for inspiring us uh, to branch out and all of the uh, uh, technical stuff that we use uh, to uh, bring you uh, this show. So tonight we're a two-man panel. Uh, Cade has joined us uh, before Luke Smock, our other panelist, uh, is is on a date tonight. Uh, it's an anniversary, uh, and we wish uh, Luke and Kaylin uh, congratulations on this special night, and uh, we'll catch up with you uh, next week. So Kate is a junior. He's an editor of our Bracketology Club, uh, and there's three weeks of college basketball. Cade, uh, what's on your mind um, after three weeks? Um, well, to start off, you know, my team, Ohio State, got a big win against the number one ranked Duke team. So I'll get more, I'll get deeper into that later, though. But for right now, it's we had our meeting this morning, and mainly it's just the of having the lack of info and data on teams and just having to move them around and struggling with the close teams and where we should put them in our brackets and things like that. Yeah, Cade brings up a good point. We, we operate as the NCA committee operates off of the net, and the net is a sorting tool which allows uh, a data to be published that'll tell us which teams have quad one and quad two wins, which are good wins, and, and then quad three and four losses are bad. We don't have that yet. So we're practicing in our meetings uh, every Thursday morning of just looking at teams and who has had good wins uh, and maybe some bad losses. And it gets difficult. You're absolutely right, Kate. It's difficult when t- a lot of teams have one loss, uh, one big win, one one tough loss, or, or just one loss overall. So our bracket reveal today and our talk today is just what would be if the tournament happened today, and uh, and it's not really we're not into predictions like who's some who's gonna be all right once the tournament or conference play. So yeah, Kate, it's it was quite interesting this morning trying to go through every team's schedule and, and find out uh, information. Our new bracket will come out uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're ready to do that. But we're going to start out here uh, with some games of last week, uh, games that grabbed our attention as far as bracket purposes. Uh, Cade, go ahead and start us uh, out with uh, your uh, game of uh, last week. So my game of last week was Ohio State uh, versus Duke, like I mentioned earlier. And that was my game not only because I like Ohio State, but because uh, a number one ranked team like Duke, most people – would expect them to be in unranked Ohio State. But the fact that Ohio State was down 13 at half and it wasn't really looking too good for them, that pushed people's thoughts even more to, okay, Duke's going to win this game, maybe go on a little second-half run and then blow Ohio State out. But a double-double from EJ Lytle with 14 rebounds and 14 points helped the uh, Buckeyes to get it, get it back rolling in the second half. And then um, Zed Key – had a good game. He had 20 points, and I think that game is just one that might stick with Duke for the rest of the year, yeah, and yeah. that might change our uh, view on them. 
yep. later too. So and and, and especially Ohio State. I mean that that win's not going away for Ohio State. When you beat the number one team and Duke's going to be a quad one, uh, that's a that's a kind of win that'll move Ohio State up, up our brackets. For me, it was Duke Gonzaga. Uh, Duke beating Gonzaga and the thought of Gonzaga are they going to have another undefeated regular season? Uh, and, and Duke really, despite the loss to Ohio State, kind of solidified itself as a top seed, maybe a two seed right now. Uh, they're going to have to really lose some games in order to drop off of maybe our top two uh, lines there. But I, I thought it was a it was a good week for Duke. They had a little hangover, and they really had that game against Ohio State, and, and Ohio State went on a nice run. But uh, that, that your game against Ohio State's really big for the Big Ten too, because uh, if anyone now beats Ohio State, they're they're going to uh, the metrics are going to be nice for for Ohio State. So there's a couple games that affected the the brackets, especially the top of the brackets uh, for us. Uh, if we, you know, when we produce this out tomorrow, uh, and we'll we'll reveal our our top four seeds for tomorrow later in the show. So we're three weeks in, and teams are moving up, and teams are are, are moving down, and the sample size is so small. Uh, but again, this is practice, and this is for all the junkies that are, are tuning in and listening. That you just like to talk basketball and and, and bracket. So this is more like a picture of if today, uh, not again prediction. So, Cade, uh, who's your team on the rise? My team on the rise. Um, this is kind of help to help Luke out since he isn't here to talk about Purdue. I got Purdue as my team on the rise because they're undefeated. And they beat two good teams in Tennessee and Villanova in that Hall of Fame tip-off tournament. And to win a tournament-style event like that will really help them later on in the year. And then for the them to be undefeated and the rest of their wins to be blowouts too, 20-point, uh, double at least double-digit wins, is just um, a great like momentum builder for them early on in the season to pick up all those wins, especially against some of those bigger teams in those tournaments that – just solidifies them as what might be said the best team in the Big Ten, and then obviously they might be ranked number one now, and then the best team in the nation. So, and, and as of tomorrow, they'll be our top seed uh, in the NCAA tournament uh, uh, from our bracket. Yes, Purdue's is definitely on the rise within the top seeds. Uh, for me, it's Iowa State, a, a team that was supposed to be really bad in, in the Big 12 and has had some nice wins. They beat Memphis and Virginia Tech in a tournament. They got two really nice wins, and at this point of the season, two quality wins um, is, is tough to look over from bracket purposes. So uh, Coach Olselberger has them going, headed in the right direction. Now, it'll it'll see if that was just a one-week, uh, you know, of play uh, – Memphis has some issues right now. They are out of our bracket uh, after their two losses. So uh, Iowa State is in and has moved up. But, again, it's a whole body of work throughout the whole season. We'll see if they can um, stay. So on the other side of this is uh, teams on the decline. Uh, Cade, uh, what, what team uh, do you want to talk about uh, that's, that's on the decline early in the season? For me, I have another Big Ten team in Michigan. And the fact that they're on the decline is because they were ranked fourth early on. And there was a lot of predictions coming out about they were going to be a good team and have a good uh, early season push, like almost almost like Purdue's having right now. But then to come out and lose three games to Seton Hall, Arizona, and uh, North Carolina, it's just for them, especially with those, we don't like to really go off like comparisons or like 
predictions or anything like that. But those games that they lost, and it just really hurts them as a team almost because, you know, it kind of deflates them when you're expected to be that good. And then it almost looks like uh, the other teams in the Big Ten, like they might not be able to compete with them either. But like I said, those are just predictions, and they can there's they have the whole rest of the season to turn it around. But with those three early losses, they're definitely on the decline. Yes, and, and we're going to have them out of the tournament. We do think if we were in the prediction business that they'll get back into the tournament. Uh, but the three losses aren't bad. Those are those are good teams. Probably the, the worst of them right now is Seton Hall. But Seton Hall, Arizona, North Carolina are all in our bracket. So it's not like they've taken a bad loss. Uh, but three losses right now does not compare to a lot of the teams. And, again, in the small sample size, uh, what we got to look at uh, – Michigan is out. For me, it's Memphis. Uh, Memphis loses uh, two in a row and has not played extremely well, was was highly thought of early. Uh, they're struggling with their point guard play. Lost two straight games, including to Georgia, who is supposed to be the bottom uh, of the SEC. And again, in this early season comparison, uh, Memphis finds its way out. Uh, it was one of our tough decisions of Thursday morning. Uh, these are teams, Memphis and Michigan, we believe are good, but right now the resume is not. And, and so uh, that's the, the team on the decline. So, uh, okay, here's our top four seed lines uh, for tomorrow's bracket. You can find that bracket at DelphiBracketology.com. We're going to try to put out a new bracket every Friday, um, and we'll have these podcasts uh, to talk about it every Thursday that we're in school session. So coming up at Christmas time, we'll have a, a couple Thursdays off possibly. Uh, but, again, the body of work is so small. It's way too early to really be doing this with any kind of uh, seriousness. Uh, but we like we like it. So, uh, and obviously, those of you who are listening live or listening on, on the podcast later, uh, you like hearing it too. We're really excited about getting the net uh, ranking out. As Cade mentioned earlier, it's a, a lot easier with uh, data that is on a spreadsheet and easy to to look at, and more information than what we have right now. But here we go. Our number one seeds, and these are in order. Uh, Purdue is our overall number one seed in tomorrow's bracket, followed by Duke number two, Gonzaga number three. And our top discussion today was what to do with that fourth number one seed. And our group uh, elected to go with Baylor, uh, who is undefeated uh, as the fourth number one seed. Uh, number two seeds are UCLA, Arkansas, Villanova, and Kansas. Uh, in that order, our three seeds are Texas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Ohio State. Uh, four seeds are Southern Cal, Arizona, Florida, and Michigan State finds its way into uh, the top 16. For me, there's a lot of questions there. Uh, those teams have all had undefeated records or one nice win. There, there's some teams that are in our five and six range that I think you can easily find a way to put them in our top four, but that's who we settled on uh, at this point of the season. Cade, as you look at our top 16 scenes, what, what team sticks out to you? Do you want to talk about either positively or, you know, they're in there, but there there's some questions. What, what sticks out to you in, in our uh, top 16 seeds? I think it's hard to really judge any teams right now with like the one like it, I know it might look bad with maybe having two losses but still being ranked up here um, in our top four seeds, but a team like Arkansas, who has undefeated, but they haven't really played anyone. So it's hard to judge them to a team like Purdue or Duke, 
where Purdue's undefeated and they've played good teams like Villanova and Tennessee, but then Duke has played some good teams in Gonzaga and lost to them, but then they have that game against Ohio State. And things like that just really interest me because it's cool to see uh, what we'll do with Arkansas and the games they've played and then other teams like Purdue and just moving them around and really having good conversations about what to do with those teams. For me, the four seed line is just a big question, and even Ohio State at the three seed, you know. But when you beat a Duke uh, early in the season, usually we don't move a team up or down too much based on one result. Uh, but early in the season, one result does change the comparison. And when you compare the the wins, Ohio State's got a huge win, uh, and, and they've lost to two. You know, um, they've had two losses, but not bad losses. Michigan State uh, has just one loss. Uh, and they have some nice wins. USC and Arizona, they gotta they gotta start playing some people and beating some people. You'll see some teams start moving up from the five and six uh, seed range for them. Those are the teams. You know, you don't you feel pretty comfortable with seeds one and two uh, from a, a bracket perspective right now. Uh, the three and four line have some questions, but so so does the rest of our bracket when you uh, see that tomorrow. So in today's meeting, Cade, we focused on those top four seed lines, and then we focused on the last 10 teams in. Uh, those are the 10 seeds and the 11 seeds, uh, and then the teams that were on, on the bubble. And um, our major discussion points were with Memphis, Michigan, and Florida State, and we dropped Memphis and Michigan out, as we talked about earlier in our teams on the decline. Uh Talk a little bit about how that discussion went. We went back and forth with uh, if you're going to take teams out of the bracket, uh, you got to put teams teams in. Uh, share share our, our tough decisions that we had today with a, a group of about 12 people. So we had, like you said, we were talking about Michigan and Memphis and those teams and especially the teams below them that we have to replace them with. Um, it's just hard for us because – you know, there's not a lot of data, and the little data that we have, it's hard for a team like Mississippi State, who only has one loss, to rank them against um, teams like Michigan or Memphis that have played some hard, some tougher teams and lost a couple more games. And then just to, the biggest thing was just moving those teams up because, like, the teams that were out to up uh, for Michigan and Memphis is just hard because – there's like I said, there's not a lot of data, and so uh, we moved Washington and Creighton up, I believe. Uh, not for Michigan and Memphis. We used uh, San Francisco, Washington State, or Washington. Oh yeah, State. That's we, right. we yeah. discussed Washington State. Yes, we did. Yeah, but it was just teams like that that um, they don't have very many losses, but then they haven't really played anyone that for to compare against teams like Michigan and Memphis. Yeah, Kate, I think that's that's the toughest thing um, is some of the teams that were out that we considered to move in when we weren't happy with Memphis and Michigan, uh, that it looks good, but have do they have the quality wins? And and that's something that will, yeah. in a month from now, we'll start clearing up. And really in, in late January, we'll start clearing up as teams get more wins and uh, the records start uh, being more true to who these teams are. Uh and again, our, our philosophy is at, if the tournament was held today, what would we, you know, suggest? And with three losses for Michigan, they don't have a good win and they have three losses, even though they were against good teams. You bring up a great point that it's just hard. So we, we moved San Francisco in because they're undefeated. 
but they haven't really played anybody. And that's just hard for us to really grasp. But this early, we did. Uh, we do think the West Coast Conference is going to be very competitive. St. Mary's, Gonzaga, BYU, uh, that's going to be a conference. They're going to get more teams in this year than we think. I don't know if they'll get four. Uh, but we just kind of threw San Francisco in there because they were undefeated uh, as opposed to teams that have losses right now. I think that'll clear up. The toughest decision, Cade, was with uh, who the last team in, and we settled on on Louisville. And as you said, it was Louisville, Washington State, Mississippi State um, were, were some of the teams that we were talking about. And then late, St. John's, Drake was suggested by uh, some of our members. We had about – eight or nine suggestions from people, and they were all different. And that's the interesting thing I find about doing this bracket business is you can make an argument right now on a small sample size uh, about uh, any of these teams. So we put Louisville in, uh, despite their loss uh, to Michigan State. Uh, they, they were able to win a tournament, uh, overcome uh, the, the loss of their coach for six games. Uh, they, they had a, a tough loss early. Uh, but he was suspended. Their coach, Chris Mack, was suspended. So we kind of discussed that and thought, okay, uh, Louisville has defeated Maryland. Uh, let's let's have San Francisco and Louisville play in the last play-in game. Uh, obviously, I think Louisville has some work to do uh, in order to to stay in. Any of those other teams you want to talk about? Those those bubble teams that were that were out. Um, you mentioned Creighton's another team that's won some games, but. The quality of their wins um, is is not really good. Any other uh, discussion points about the bubble? I think, like we were saying, like Creighton and then Washington State is on here that is another team that I think only has one loss that does that that obviously hurts them. But then their wins to move them up, they haven't really played anyone so. We can't move them up or down, and we just kind of got to wait on them to see, like, and wait on a team like Michigan, too, to see if they lose more games and Washington State wins more. So then we can start moving them around, and, yeah. But it's just hard right now because, like I said earlier, we don't have the data to really get in depth and figure out for sure who's up and who's down. So we always look at games, and there's some big games coming up, and um... – I got a few on here. I must have deleted them, but I'm going to try to remember them out loud here since we are live, some of the dangers of going live. The first big one is conference play starts in a lot of conferences uh, around the country, and, and that's always going to be good. We do not look at conference records, uh, so your conference standing does not. Each, each team is an independent contractor kind of, but uh, you do uh, start conference play and you want to win conference games because those are going to be your quad one and quad two if you're in a good conference. The number one game is Iowa at Purdue. Uh, Iowa's undefeated. Uh, they beat Virginia, was their best win. That's why they moved up our bracket uh, that you'll see tomorrow. Um, we'll talk about that game, Iowa-Purdue. You got undefeated Iowa versus undefeated Purdue. Uh, first game in the Big Ten. What do you think is going to happen there, Cade? Well, I guess I'll just go with you know what Luke would say here and say that I think Purdue, just playing how, how well they've been playing, They'll win. They'll beat Iowa. And I think this game and other conference and interconference games are pivotal for these teams because it in the non-conference games, like early on, the Purdue plays like some, I don't want to say smaller schools, but like some schools that maybe not many people have heard of. But then these conference games really show like who has been working and who will 
truly be a good team when they play these interconference games and when they play their conference teams multiple times throughout the year. So it'll just show who the good teams are and then it'll really expose the bad teams and then that'll give us a discussion for who we should move up and then who we should move down. On Saturday, uh, and these games matter. Uh, games in November matter just as much as March. And and you'll hear us on the podcast and everyone in uh, the tournament week. Oh, if someone goes on a run, they they got to move up three or four seeds. No, you got to have a body of work. So November and December games really matter, and, and they do influence you. Uh, Marquette at Wisconsin is a huge game. Both teams were kind of ranked at the bottom half of their conference uh, predicted, and both have had nice runs. Uh, to start, and, and a winner there is going to get uh, a boost. San Diego State at Michigan. Michigan needs a win. Uh, San Diego State has had a few losses in their conference. They've typically been a team that has made the bracket. Uh, Tennessee, Colorado. Uh, we have Colorado in the bracket. They need to beat some people, and this is a great opportunity. They have Tennessee at home for Colorado to be one of those Pac-12 teams that stays um, in the bracket. Um I do apologize. I, I had it on the run sheet, and, and we deleted it. I'm, I'm looking through my phone here to see what other games. Loyola, DePaul, really important for Loyola because Loyola's really good. They, they, they lost, uh, I think, went one and two in the Bahamas uh, or the battle for Atlantis, but they're a team that could get an at-large. They're so good they could get an at-large if they run the table and then lose in their conference tournament. A game against a Big East opponent is huge. You want to get those wins if you are Loyola. St. Mary's, Colorado State. Colorado State has moved into our bracket. They're undefeated, playing really well. St. Mary's is in Gonzaga's conference. They need to pick up wins. Syracuse, Florida State, a couple bubble teams uh, in the ACC playing on Saturday night uh, as well. Uh, we'll move on here. Uh, the best game of the week is Alabama-Gonzaga. I'm glad I found that. Uh, I had that big <laughs> circled. Um Alabama lost uh, to Iona, took a, a, a tough loss there, uh, and, uh, boy, a chance. Anytime you play a Gonzaga, you get that win, it's going to stay. Uh, your, your thoughts on Alabama-Gonzaga, Cade? On the Gonzaga-Alabama game, my yeah. thoughts on that? Yep. Is that what you said? Yep. I think that's a big game because um, for a team like Alabama, who has a couple losses and – like, really just – if they can get that win, that's a big win for them that, like you said, it sticks. But then for Gonzaga, too, like, if that if they get that loss, then that's a loss for them that isn't necessarily a bad loss, but it's a loss that we definitely look at going into late January, early March. To So it'll really make an impact come those months. And then uh, especially for Alabama, like, if they can get this win – It'll be like to show them, uh, their team personally, that they can get some good wins and then just have some more confidence going into the middle of the season here. Yeah, and, and you know, anytime you can pull off a major, that's what's so good about Ohio State's win. Anytime you can pull off a, a win against a major leader like that, it's good. Iowa State and Creighton play on Saturday. And Iowa State, as we said, has moved into our bracket because of recent wins. Uh, Creighton is out, uh, but we're watching them. So that's a game that our, our committee will also uh, take a, a look at. San Francisco, who we did move in, is playing UNLV on Saturday. So those are some big games. Checking out uh, Sunday, Mississippi State plays a Big Ten opponent in Minnesota. That'll have an impact uh, over the weekend. 
Um, and again, conference play with the Pac-12 and the ACC gets started with teams playing in their conference. And then, obviously, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, there's a lot of games. But if you're looking for stuff this weekend, there there are some good games as well as the NFL and the, and the college football uh, tournament stuff that, that's that's going on. So we're in the bracket business. We've been uh, working here. We're teaching a lot of newcomers in our group how to look at big wins and, and bad losses. And, um, you know, when you look at our bracket tomorrow, there will be things that you disagree with. Hit us up on Twitter, um, you know, uh, comment uh, on, on our show here. Uh, this is a work in progress, but it's way too early to, to get too worked up about where anyone is. It's just a snapshot. So it's time for our game-winning uh, comments here as we end the show. Cade, uh, as we are three weeks in and had a couple meetings with our club, uh, what's your game-winning comment here to, to end the show? My game winner is just to fill in – I'm going to say this again, to fill in the space for Luke because – and just because Purdue is such a good team, to just see them continue to win and um, this might be their first time ever being ranked number one in the nation. So just to see them uh, win and continue to have success, especially so close to home, I think that would just be really cool. And then as the conference games get into play, like I mentioned earlier – seeing these uh, teams like uh, Purdue playing these conference opponents that um, if they lose a game or two, then just to see where that puts them and then give us some better conversations and really make it harder on us because I know that, like, obviously we don't want it to be hard, but I think that's the fun of it in bracketology to have those discussions and teach the youngins and, you know, get to see the teams move throughout the year and, how that all plays out. So that's what I want to see. Going and we get to, we get to tell Steve Painter, our math teacher that he can't put every mid major in, in the tournament. Like he, he, he would put 10 yeah. mid majors in, uh, from, from his suggestion. My, my game winners, it's just good to have, uh, uh, games back with fans, uh, already a, a couple upsets of the number one team, some court storms, uh, good to see. Uh, again, thank you to all of our listeners. We have a little bit more live listeners uh, today. Feel free that if you have a question to put it in the chat. We'll try to answer that here on these Thursdays. Uh, listen to us on iTunes and Spotify. We want to thank our sponsors as well. Game winning. Uh, we've had people this week commenting from North Texas, uh, sending us uh, inquiries about donating for our club uh, for our all internet expenses and technology expenses and so forth. We can't thank uh, the support that we get around the country. And so that's my game winner tonight is, is we, we do this for a lot of reasons, but we also do it for those of you who are tuning in uh, to our show. So that'll do it for uh, our third episode here of Bracket U. Uh, for the 2021-22 season. We'll be back again next week. Uh, until then, make sure you check out our website, DelphiBracketology.com. We're trying to put out a lot more uh, information. Uh, working with some high school kids, uh, we are trying to pump out a lot of stuff, conference reports, upsets of the week, uh, bracket news, bubble news, brackets every Friday. Of these podcasts, these young people are doing a tremendous job, and we hope to, to bring you as much information. We do it in short bursts, so you can do a 30-second, 40-second read on the Big Ten Conference, uh, which uh, one of our teachers uh, has put out today or will put out tomorrow. Uh, so check us out at DelphiBracketology.com. Follow us at Twitter and, and 
ask us questions. And that our handle there is at Delphi Brackets, Instagram at Delphi Bracketology. We have lots of updates and information. It'll get really rolling once the new year comes uh, and basketball, college basketball is the main sport. Uh, we do have a donation page if you're interested in helping us out with all co- costs associated with our club. Uh, if you choose to do that. And we always hope that your team wins the big games, especially those games on the road. And we'll talk about them here on Bracket U.